This podcast is for PR pros who are looking to discover the best strategies for landing their dream retainer clients and scoring them top tier media coverage. I'm your host, Jen Burson, and I want you to have a fulfilling career in PR that totally lights you up without sacrificing your personal or family time or your sanity. Welcome to the Pitching Powerhouse Podcast. Let's talk all about building meaningful relationships with journalists, because as PR pros, we know that our relationships matter. They are really essential. And if you want to be seen as an expert in your niche and have great relationships that you can leverage to get awesome results for your clients, especially kind of quick win results, you have to start building meaningful relationships. But how do you go about doing that? Today, I'm sharing four big picture strategies and a lot of little helpful tips to help you build general relationship, pardon me, genuine relationships with journalists. And uh, these are some of the strategies that I used when I started my business almost, I guess, uh, coming up on 17 years um, when I was an attorney. So I came into this with no relationships, no contacts, nothing. And I had to start from scratch. So these same tactics, they still work. And if you're a seasoned PR pro, I want you to consider this like a super quick refresher and a friendly reminder to start doing this again. Because sometimes we, you know, we sit and think that our relationships are good enough. And, you know, you've done the work at the beginning and you don't really need to hit it again, but you can always build your relationships. And then for any of my listeners who are brand new and just starting out in the, you know, realm of PR, I want to remind you, like I did this myself, and you can too. That's why I always share my story, just because, you know, if I started an agency with no contacts and was able to do this, I want you to realize that you can do the exact same thing, and these tips really work. Okay, so four strategies that I want to share with you, and please start to put them into practice. Spend time in your calendar to kind of block out time to dedicate to this on a weekly basis. Even just an hour a week of working to build relationships will have a huge impact on your business, on the results you can get for your clients, on your confidence level. You know, when you get on a call with a prospective client and you know you have at least like five or so key relationships that would really benefit this client, that confidence is gonna come through when you're pitching your services. So let's dive in. Tip number one is I want you to start building relationships before you formally pitch or introduce yourself. Relationships really do take time. And when you are sending them pitches, it's like you're going on the first date and asking to go all the way. Sorry, is that a thing? I don't know. I've been out of the dating world for a very long time. But it's like going in for the full ask without even knowing the person at all. You know, would you expect to have um, a good friend invite someone to dinner at your house that you don't really know, but they think they're great? You've never met them, and there's maybe room at the table, but you kind of wish you had a chance to meet the other person first before committing to having them come and, you know, be a part of your intimate dinner party. You've got to know what you're getting into. So as a PR pro, it's really um, kind of a simple step to take where you spend time engaging with the media so you're on their radar well before you want to be featured in their articles or in their stories. 
So what you can do is engage with their tweets if you have some value to add. So think about um, a simple, um, you know, if you reply with just like great piece or well-written article, um, I'd love to speak to you about, and then you kind of shamelessly plug your client, that's not going to cut it. Instead, I want you to spend time reading their articles, get to know what they like, what they don't. You can favorite their content, retweet it, and you can also reply to their tweets. Don't overdo it. Don't be like super weird stalkery. But if you have something to say that's of value, you can certainly reply and comment on their tweets. And that doesn't just go for Twitter. You can look and see, does this writer have a blog? If they do, follow it. Comment on their stories. Um, if they have, you know, the publication's website, let's say they write for um, Fast Company, find their column or their articles on that website and comment on them. That's going to help not only recognize them, uh, have them recognize your name, but it shows that you're interested in what they're writing. You're engaging. And I know we think, oh, they're not going to notice, but a lot of people do not do this. So when you do it, it definitely stands out. Okay, so tip number one is start building relationships before you formally pitch. Okay, tip number two is don't go about self-promoting. Instead, try to make real connections. So a simple way to do this is I recommend inviting the journalist to coffee. Or of course, now Zoom virtual coffees are super easy and really common. But to make it more of of an invite and an experience, you can send out a Starbucks gift card um, digitally and send an invite email, or you can ship out a box. This was really cute. We did this once with a couple um, cups and some iced coffee um, in a can that didn't have to be refrigerated and uh, like a cute note card insert and invited them to get to know each other over coffee. And what this lets you do is build meaningful relationships rather than just landing in someone's inbox and just asking for something. And they like to do this. You know, it's like, can you be a useful source for them? You're going to learn all about that on the calls. So when you have even a 15-minute meeting over Zoom, you can ask questions like, what are you working on? And how can I be of value to you? That simple question will open up the door for you because you're going to start to learn what they're working on, any upcoming stories they have, and you can let them know what kind of products or experts or services you can recommend to support your, uh, their stories, or honestly, even if it's not your client but you have a resource that's useful to them based on what they tell you they're working on or what you know they're interested in, send it. Even if it's not your client, hook people up. I do this all the time when I see queries for different um, experts or products. If I know somebody, I will tag them or I will take a screenshot and text it to them and say, "Go, go now, go fast, because we don't want them to miss those opportunities. They're going to, um, you know, the people that I'm hooking up in the in that sense will remember that I did that. And when you do it for a journalist and you offer a non-client resource of some kind to them and say, hey, you know, I came across this article, you should read it. Um, 
you know, made me think of you, or I know you're working on this topic you mentioned on our call. I just came across this excellent expert that would be a great fit for you Um, or someone in my network. Let me make the introduction. And that way it's very selfless. It's very helpful. Your goal in building relationships with your media contacts should always be to be as helpful as possible. Okay, so you're going for the type of relationship where you're giving instead of taking, just like we want with our friendships (laughs) and just like we want with our family and our relationships. You want to, you know, have it be mutually beneficial, reciprocal, helpful, and go the extra mile. So tip number two, try to make real connections rather than just self-promoting. And tip number three, oh my God. Why do so many people, even PR pros, skip this step? I don't understand. But tip number three is do your research. It's super frustrating for any journalist to receive pitches that have absolutely nothing to do with them or their job. One of the members of my agency accelerator program also happens to have a beauty trade publication. And it's very clear that she only covers beauty industry trade news. And as kind of a running joke, she will send to me all of the bad pitches that she receives that are completely off topic. I mean, not even in the ballpark. One of them she just sent me, she said, is this even a pitch? What is going on here? It was so unrelated to anything she would ever cover. It's really frustrating when they see that you are not going that simple extra step and doing your research. And honestly, it can land you and your clients on the block lists. They can just look at your email and hit spam and you are in the dead zone forever. You'll never, ever get through to them on email. Okay. So before you send a pitch or reach out to a journalist to start building relationships, you need to spend a little time, dig deep, do some research and learn more about them you know, even personally, but what types of stories do they cover? What is their audience? And if you're following them on social media and you see something that they recently did or a trip they took or some kind of experience they had, that's, you know, maybe you, like I once connected with a journalist about the fact that we both went to Machu Picchu and hiked um, part of the Inca Trail and came into Machu Picchu at sunrise on the Sun Gate and we connected. I was like, oh, my God, I was just looking at your Instagram and saw you were just in Machu Picchu. I'm like, I did it, you know, like a year ago. It was incredible. And we had an instant connection. So that was a personal connection. But I also ensured that what I was pitching was relevant to them and what they cover. Um, so then it made it very easy for me to ask myself, would they care about this? And if the answer is yes, I make that you know connection, I reach out. If the answer is no, you need to move on because you have to make sure you're really connecting your pitches with what the journalist writes and also who their audience is, okay? And just because you want a client to be on a certain website doesn't mean that every single editor or writer or journalist for that website is going to cover your client. There's different beats. There's different editorial focuses. So be on top of it. Don't just say, oh, I found a a contact at Redbook. Let me just send a pitch. If they cover fashion and you're pitching, um, you know, home decor or something like that or recipes, they're going to say WTF. You know, you did not do your research. So ask yourself very simply, would they care about this? And if the answer is no, 
or it's really a stretch, just move on. There are so many other outlets and you don't have to waste your time, you know, with the spray and pray approach, just pitching anyone and seeing what happens. So tip number three, do your research. And tip number four is for me, kind of a mindset one. Okay. But this is remember that journalists are people. Because I know lots of us as PR pros, we see journalists as these um, kind of like they're sitting on a pedestal or they're the gatekeepers and they're making these big decisions. Um, You know, it's not like they're not people with, my son would say, smart little thinking brains, (laughs) but smart little thinking brains. Like they can read something, feel a connection, or feel that something is super um, generic or mass pitched, they will see that. So I want you to just, you know, instead of just writing a press release and putting it out there and thinking that um, editors are going to look at it and say, wow, I found this random press release. Let me go ahead and write about this. That does not happen. You need to tell your clients too that that doesn't happen. But keep in mind that there is a person on the other end of that email and they're reading it and they want to feel a connection. They want to feel like you're offering something of value. They want to feel like you did your homework. Like I said, tip number three, do your research and that you're giving them something that will be valuable to them and their audience. Um, The other thing, too, is you send your pitch. You have to know, like, we're all busy, right? We're all busy. You know, sometimes your inbox gets crazy. You don't follow up too quickly. They probably have it worse than you do. I mean, I know they have it worse than you do. I interviewed a writer for Huffington Post, and she told me she received on average 75 to 100 pitches every single day. Think about that. I mean, I do get a lot of emails. A lot of them are just, uh, I don't know, newsletters I signed up for that I skim. But these are pitches, and it's her job to kind of find the needle in a haystack. So keep in mind, they're busy. So don't follow up too quickly or be obnoxious in the way you follow up. Um, You know, there's a lot going on. So they need time to digest your story idea. Sometimes they have to run it by editors for approval, and that really takes time. So I know... um, you know, if you pitch something really quickly, your client wants a quick turnaround. It's not realistic in most cases, unless it's breaking news and you're pitching a news, you know, news desk or something along those lines. If you pitch a if you pitch a an editor on a Friday and you hope for coverage or let alone a response to materialize like the following Tuesday or Wednesday, that's insane. It's not going to happen. So this is kind of a huge reason why you have to be strategic about who you pitch. And when, um, you know, you've got to really think about the, the, the timing and the relevance. This is how we position our content in the pitch lab is really improving your pitching skills to build greater relationships with your media contacts by providing really timely, relevant, on-target pitches to specific contacts. If your pitches are genuinely helpful, your contacts are going to trust you. They're going to appreciate you and want to work with you again. So keep in mind, you know, if you can just really focus on relevance, that's relevance to their audience, relevance to their publication, relevance to their specific beat, plus it's timely. Why do they care about this and why do they care about this now? Keep that in mind. Ask yourself that question, right? Um, 
And, you know, that's where you build trust. That's where your uh, contacts start to appreciate you and know that you are going to continue to support them with relevant pitches. They'll, They'll open your emails. And if you need to build your pitching skills, this is what we do. We focus on making pitching powerhouses. We want all of our members to just crush it um, through, you know, pitching the media and converting to press wins for clients, because obviously that's the foundation of solid, predictable recurring retainer revenue. So that's what we do in my membership called the Pitch Lab. And there we not only cover everything you need to know to craft timely, relevant, targeted pitches, but we started doing these really insanely good masterclasses um, that are really, well, of course, there's our monthly execution plans that are just like 45 to 50 pages of, you know, specific editorial calendars of top publications, pitch angles, holidays, everything you need for long and short lead consideration, productivity tips from yours truly. I mean, everything you need in those execution plans and they're updated every single month and you get them well in advance so you can plan your upcoming next month's activity. But like I was saying, these masterclasses are gold because we are diving super deep on topics that are relevant right now. So on top of just learning how to do PR through our roadmap that's in in the pitching, uh, pardon me, that's in the pitch lab, we go into these masterclasses on a certain topic. We go super deep. And recently we held a masterclass with the amazing Dr. Cheryl Robinson, where we dove into pitching top tier business publications. She is an editor, a contributor at some of the top, and also a podcaster um, at some of the top publications and shared with us how to get through to her, how to get through to editors. They have certain rules they have to follow. They have certain timelines they have to follow. She let us know the inside scoop, and it was so, so helpful. Our members said it was one of the best masterclasses they ever attended. So that is in there for you, too. Just all this stuff is is available. Um, So we can really help you hone in your skills. Okay, so think about that. We want to practice your skills. The more you practice, the better you get. And then, of course, you send your pitch. And then after you land a feature, your client lands a feature, show your appreciation. This is how you build lasting connections. Share their articles, praise them publicly, thank them publicly on social media, share it a few times. Here's why. I mean, number one, you're showing that that was really meaningful and really helpful and you really appreciate it. But number two is these writers need to drive traffic to their stories. Part of what they're there to do is drive traffic to their content. And the more traffic they get, the more opportunities they get to publish on these platforms. So when you drive traffic, it's meaningful to them. It helps them accomplish their goals. So don't let a relationship fizzle out or seem one-sided. Share the article your client was featured in. Continue to engage with their content, share their work, keep that relationship going. Um, it's a very simple, you know, kind of four-step process with, um, you know, building relationships, step one, before you need them, through social media, sharing content, and two, try to make real connections. Don't just focus on self-promoting. Tip number three, do not miss this one, you guys. You have to do this. Do your research 
make sure you know what they're all about. Ask yourself, would they care about this? And tip number four, get into that headspace that journalists are people too. They're working really hard to make great content. They want to know that their work is appreciated. They want to know that their work is connecting with their audience. So be that validation for them. Focus on building awesome, real connections, even connecting on something personal that they shared on social media. Okay, so those are my four steps. Um, And of course, you know, we are here for you. If you're interested in any of our programs, please reach out to me on DM. We will get you more information or get you links so you can check out if it's right for you. But I love this topic because I know it's relevant for both seasoned PR pros as well as those newbies. It's all about building relationships. And even if you think you have yours dialed in, there's always more you can be doing. Um, And it just adds so much value that you can bring to clients. So go right now. Finish this podcast. Go right now. Look at your top publications that are on your target media list try to find three new contacts. Go connect with them. Reach out, follow them on social media. You can even put them into a specific list on Twitter and see all their content, kind of tease them out of the main feed and see what they're up to. And engage, see what happens. I'd love to hear from you. If you're able to implement these strategies and build meaningful relationships with key journalists in your niche, let me know because I want to celebrate along with you. All right, guys, that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for checking out another episode of The Pitching Powerhouse, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Pitching Powerhouse podcast. If you're ready to up-level your pitching skills so that you can provide stellar services to your clients, you should think about joining the Pitch Lab. Check out the link in the episode description to learn more. So the Pitch Lab is this awesome, incredible monthly membership experience where you will get the proven formula for crafting PR pitches that actually convert and get tons of strategic, timely pitch angles so you never run out of pitch ideas again. Oh, and you also get access to incredible monthly execution plans that save you hours of time and include irresistible pitch angles that the media cannot ignore. With relevant and timely strategies and topics for PR coverage during current events, holidays, monthly awareness observances, say that fast three times, seasonal events, and more, you'll be able to create PR content that makes your clients stand out, even if you are new to PR. So check out the link in this episode's description to learn more. And as always, be sure to tune into next week for another incredible episode packed with the insights you need to become a pitching powerhouse.